Today is November 24th. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Yesterday was my mother's birthday. And a couple days ago, the Yankees made some roster moves. So let's talk about them. Let's talk Yanks. Hello and welcome to Talking Yanks. I hope you're gearing up for a fantastic Thanksgiving. My name's Jimmy. Jake coming to you from where are you? Key West? Key Largo? The Keys. I don't I'm not in Key West, but I'm somewhere in the <clears throat> Keys, I guess. He's, he's in the Keys. BBD's in the Bronx. I'm in New Jersey. It does look like you're in a hospital bed. We just did John Wood Jake Radio and people commented that. Your shirt has a little like hospital vibes if you look at it quickly. Um, but you look great. Your hair's done up. Maybe this is, man. I I arrived during the night and I haven't I haven't left this building. I don't I don't know where I am. I could not be in the keys. Um, so maybe this is a hospital. Maybe this is a mental institution. Uh, I actually have huge news for you two and a couple of the listeners that remember that will change they will literally change the effect like if you're having a four out of ten day it will raise your day by a full point okay after this i told you i have a hard cutout it's family pictures time oh i think that's a, a talking baseball and maybe talking yanks too but talking baseball we harped on it but yeah well you look great dude you're looking you're gonna crush last year's picture. yeah yeah, that's that's how they get you. Um, I've already gotten some wardrobe suggestions. I, I think enough of the Talking Yanks faithful know, and I've seen a lot of tweets the past couple of days from a lot of kind people. Uh, but the worst picture ever of me was taken about a year ago um, at Family Photos. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see if we'll run that back. Yeah, you can't get worse. You shouldn't put a contract that you get say. You get a say in it. You hope. You gotta bring um, your you gotta bring like your mental A plus game. Like you can't take a photo off, Jake. You can't do it. You can't like I think it. I might be lips pursed the whole thing. Like Yeah, Zoolander the whole time. Like you gotta know where the camera is. If someone says, like, Jake, can you scoot? You go, no. Scoot no, towards me. I can't I take a photo scoot. off. Yeah, that's true. This episode's brought oh, to you yeah. by DraftKings just to let you know. And DraftKings has another awesome deal. It's a turkey day, no-brainer. New customers can bet $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game. And if either team scores a point, you get $100 in free bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOHNBOY. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code JOHNBOY. This Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We had some news in Yankees line, Jake. The episode that came out earlier this week was pre-recorded. Uh, so like some of the news happened before Monday. 
but we were out, out and, uh, you were on vacation and I was still on paternity leave. So we didn't talk about it. Um, our episode didn't get ruined. That's good. We really thought the first base episode, there was a lot of buzz about Olsen trade and, and whatnot. And it didn't get ruined. And it was a fantastic episode by us. Great job. I think we, I think there was a little bit of us that hoped it got ruined. Yeah, if the Matt Olsen funny. trade happened. Like that would have been nice, but uh, yeah, glad that episode got out and we were excited to do that. I think it came out really well. I think if you're a Yankee fan, like you are as well versed as you can be in the Yankees potential options at first base. But yeah, then the, uh, even if they disagree with where I landed on what my personal preference is, the options that we laid out were, were all of them. So I, we got to do that for the other positions coming up. Yeah, well, uh, especially, you know, if the people don't know, well, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, they moved the non-tender deadline up. Do you see that? I did see that. Um, it was December 1st, and now it's November 28th The 28th, I believe. The, um, reason, the reason being, if, if, if since there might be a labor stoppage or you know they go to a lockout on december 1st which it looks like they will and that doesn't mean the season's going to be delayed but it definitely means like there's going to be a stoppage of some sorts to figure out some some stuff with the cba well players could have gotten fucked like for a very yankee specific example miguel andujar i believe he's going to get no non-tendered i think it's a, i think it's likely option that he gets non-tendered where the yankees say well if we want andujar on the team we have to pay his arbitration adjusted salary which is 1.7 million and i think the yankees might be like i don't think it's worth paying him 1.7 we're going to non-tender him well if they non-tender him on december 1st and there's a labor stoppage on december 1st then anduhar is just fucked he can't negotiate he can't figure out his future he's got he's got a worry throughout and then the new cba he might just get lost so they moved it up to november 28th so then players that are non-tendered would have two days uh, to sign minor league, to sign a contract, to get on the books before the stoppage. Explain that correctly. Yeah, no, uh, let's not. You know, I know Andujar is the example of there because he could be in the crosshairs. He could not be. I mean, this this also happens to more mainstream players, especially nowadays. We've seen what was it Brad Hand last year, uh, Eddie Rosario. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. Your you're right. NLCS yeah. MVP. So like. You know, it, it's it's kind of big for baseball. We'll see with the Yankees. I mean, I, I know we're about to talk about Clint and Wade, and it, it seems like part of their chopping block already happened. We'll see what happens between now and then. Um, Luke Voigt, potentially. I, I know that might uh, shock people, but um, I don't know. I, I don't know. So we'll see what else develops there, but... That's more MLB housekeeping news. Yeah, I guess I guess Voight. I mean, people might think Gary, but I don't think so. I think Andujar's the big one that's left that he may. Um, he survived that first round of cuts, which we're going to get into. Yeah, I guess, well, getting into it. And, well, we're doing the non-tender thing, so we might as well get there. I mean, Luke Voight, which we just talked about in the first base episode, you know, we, we think of Luke Voight as the – the value of Luke Voigt, the career OPS in the eights and let this guy be a DH somewhere and he could be a stud. You know, if the other 29 MLB teams aren't bought into that or don't have a spot for him, the Yankees, Brian Cashman wants to trade him. Sure. But if there's nothing out there, 
they would non-tender him, and then the Yankees have six million more to spend elsewhere. So I I don't think it's going to happen, but prepping prepping the faithful for it. It's a good prep. I, I also don't think it's going to happen, but yeah, I mean, if they really can't find a partner and they really are like, he's not part of our future, we can't pay him. But I, I think Andor is likely. What do you think on that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. They Anduhar survives uh, this first wave of Clint uh, and Tyler Wade, which was a little more of a surprise, uh, mostly because of financials and what the Yankees need. And this whole Tyler Wade saga, it felt like it felt like it was building up to last year, where he was a contributing guy. He played all over the infield and outfield he stole bases he played good defense he even he hit okay i know a lot of the a lot of the analytics nerds come out and say well his best hitting season was 90 lps plus and it's like well with all of his other skill sets that plays and guess what he could get better he's like he's not an old man or anything so uh the tyler wade thing i also get it from the other side um, you know, there were people getting mad. They're like, how, how do people always defend Wade? He's never hit. You're not wrong. He's never really hit. His, his numbers last year for a quote-unquote breakout year aren't special. But for his skill set, they're pretty good. So it's just surprising that it went down like this when he was only lined up to make 700 k this year for the Yankees uh, to the point he gets traded to the Angels a couple days later. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I guess just to, to run it back, uh, the 40 man deadline to get the 40 man set uh what their Yankees were up against it and like in the last two hours it was like what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna happen and um they had a lot of guys they wanted to protect from the rule five draft meaning any other team can scoop them up and then they'd be on that team and I do think the Yankees have had some embarrassments there that maybe they couldn't account for and see coming but obviously Garrett Whitlock last year goes to the Red Sox and he's awesome and the Yankees didn't protect him. And I think they got a little, I think this was push come to shove. Like we got to move past the baby bombers error and move to the next and protect the next line of prospects. And Clint Wade and who survives, but you know, that's a little bit of the crosshairs. Like these guys, like, well, why'd you protect them? Well, you got to pay them so much money and, and potentially lose the people. Like, it's almost like you're choosing the devil. You don't know instead of the one you do now. It was the mindset that I think it came down to. <clears throat> so it was a little bit shocking that Clint, Odor, and Wade get DFA'd. Um, but not really shocking, but it's just names. Like, oh, wow, something tangible actually happened. There's a lot of backlash to, like, Yankees fans being surprised. Well, why are you surprised? Those guys aren't good. It's like, because cause it's, it's just notable. Like, something of note happened, really. And that was kind of the cool, yeah, I mean, surprising part of it. I, I, Wade, Wade is the highlight. Like. Uh, again, like, you yeah, know, we're somewhat, we're somewhat closer to the situation. Like Tyler Wade came on the show. He's been really nice to us. Um, so I'll, I'll admit that out front, but let's not Andrew Velasquez started the wildcard game. We, there were points down the stretch where we were like, Hey, I know Wade, we said, and this is true. Wade was killing it off the bench. Mm -hmm. He was coming in, he was stealing the base. He was scoring the run and then he played defense. We were at a point, and again, hopefully last Yankee season becomes an enigma of sorts, but we were asking for Tyler Wade to play more. So 
we all thought that he was going to be penciled in as kind of the the last guy on the on the bench. Like he's he could play defense and he can run. That's kind of what you're looking for. I guess the only thing that's holding me off on Papa Do right now isn't getting still still survived. Yeah, Gittins and, still right. and like but Gittins isn't on one point seven million dollars. Right, but we're talking one point seven to five hundred K. I I know there's But Wade was seven hundred. There's a there's a gap exactly. There's a gap there, but we've seen Miguel Andujar have a full season of being a good professional baseball hitter. Um Chris Gittins doesn't have that. Chris Gittins, he's got some high exit velo, but he doesn't track as necessarily like it was never like, wait till he gets to the show. It's like, well, if he gets to the show, maybe he can hit a couple big boy shots. Um, well, but- I think, what it comes down to with Wade is he had no options. So no one's going to trade for him because he's got no options. He's only making, well, he's, he's only making, Wade got traded. Yeah. Yeah. But before the, before the DFA, right. like they were trying to trade him beforehand, probably and couldn't. So they had to DFA him. Everyone I'm guessing was sent around saying, if you want these guys or, well, they're probably gonna get DFA. We'll get them after that cheaper yeah but uh wade didn't have an option Andor has an option so he can play in triple a i mean obviously gittens has options and they like we said last episode they got no first baseman I mean, if they trade if they dfa gittens they got literally no one in the system right i mean well they well, did trade they did trade uh nelson and donnie sands for a first base prospect right and that's I mean, when you say prospect, I mean that's we're using that pretty loosely on Gittins. I mean, I don't. It's not oh, yeah. that inspired at him, but no, no, you yeah, know, you're correct. He's not a prospect. He was like he's gonna be 28 next season, but I mean, they got no one in the system at all. So, so I, I guess that's everything you just said. I think you could put that in a bottle for Andujar, where it's like he has an option. He actually still has a chance to hit and be good. And like, if you told me right now, my AAA first baseman is Gittins or Andujar, I mean. Give me Andujar for what he could potentially do. Yeah, the potential's five years old now, so it's like it's really getting it's really a long time ago since he's been good. I mean, we've we've talked to, but so that's still higher potential than Gittins, you know. True, but it's one point seven mil versus like 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 what like two hundred grand, five hundred k the minimum. But Gittins isn't getting the minimum. He's not a pro player. He doesn't get right. a salary, so he's getting like no money. Um, so that's where that's like Andor is not going to get traded for because you're you're banking on really deep upside, like and no one's going to trade Andor for anything that's worthwhile to the Yankees. So I think his options are the Yankees pay him, hope they can tap back into whatever is down there and find him a glove, or they non tender him and they say goodbye. But no, but he doesn't have any value where a team is going to give anything up that they would miss. No, but he could come back, play but next he, year, and regain uh, value. Exactly. I'm not doubting the fact that Andujar can turn it on and be a valuable player again. I'm just saying some people are like, well, you know, Andujar's got value. And it's like, well, he, he does to the Yankees, but is it at 1.7 this year? So maybe. The Yankees, I, I think – Either a believe at least a little bit in his ability to bounce back and build some value, or they believe in another team to take a chance on him as like a throw in in another trade, like not as a valuable piece, but literally as a throw in. Like, and we'll take a chance on him. But we we know I can I can say for a fact we know from people our personal sources 
that the Yankees have been trying to throw Andujar in trades for three years now. They believe in him more than like they were also trying to trade. They were also trying to trade Clint for the last three years. Like I will stand by that from the sources that we talked to and they haven't had anyone interested. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Andujar does have value now. I think the people saying that, no, um, it's, but he has the potential to earn back value. And I, I would guess more so because we did this last year. I would put Clint and Andujar in the same bucket and Andujar was half the price of Clint. So if you yeah. had to place a bet on one, that would be that would be your savings. And, and I think Clint's out of options, right? I believe this would have been Clint's last option year. So Andujar has the option, potentially can build it up in theory. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny because a lot of people joked about how like Wade has the least out of the three of them, or Wade has least, but Wade got picked up like on waivers. You know, like a team said, we'll take him and we'll pay him what he's worth and we'll give you something in return because the skills that he does have, being able to play seven positions and speed at an MLB level are is of value. So good luck to Wader on the, the Angels. He's going to look awful in red. The pinstripes look great on him. I feel bad about that. But he'll probably have a lot of fun. He's going to grow out some nice facial hair. Uh, I did send him the DM, like, good good luck. Uh, was genuinely shocked, like, not blowing smoke, even though I, I probably am blowing smoke. And he's like, ah, appreciate it, man. I think he said he was a little surprised, but he's, he's looking forward to it. And, yeah, I think just a little bit of facial hair, all the outfits, he's, he's going to be good. It does lead to... Um... The Yankees, Cashman said they got to get a shortstop. He said they got to get more speedy. And not that Wade was the starting shortstop or anything, but like he was one of the people. And now with Gardner not returning, like currently zero speed. And obviously they're not, it's not over. We're not even started. Fingers crossed. Like they're going to replace players and we're going to get to the end of this offseason. But it is of note, like, okay, well, the things you said we need, like, we, we we didn't have it before, but now, like, you know, we were scraping the jar, and now the jar's, like, in the garbage. Like, there's there's nothing. Yeah, I get the, if, if we want to go full optimist with this. So, hey, Rugi gets kind of lost in the crossfire, too. I mean, we were preparing for the Yankees to, to keep him on the bench next year, play some second and third, and Rugi it up. That's out, which is good news. Um but yeah, man, I, I mean, that's the spin. That's the, okay, so the Yankees are going to fully retool this thing because they kind of have to. Um, everything you just said, we're going to bring in speed, defense, athleticism, uh, and now we're empty, empty. So, you know, you remember there was a couple weeks there was I was on a pretty big Chris Taylor kick, kind of got over that. Uh, you got to wonder if a guy like that is in play because what are the Yankees going to do, man? I mean, I, I obviously know the offseason hasn't really begun for them yet, adding-wise. But, like, if you go to their bench on roster resource right now, I think it's Higgy, Gittins, Floreal, and, like, uh, another blank. Uh, so, like, yeah, and, hey, if you add a – Add a Matt Olson right now, Luke Voigt would go to a bench. And if you add a whatever position it will be. But, yeah, man, right now the Yankees are 
thin, <laughs> unathletic, uh, right-handed, <laughs> every, every other thing that we've assumed they're getting away from. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit odd. They do have uh, Gallo, who's fast. I guess that's the yeah. one. Joey is his name. Pal um so yeah wish him luck clinton probably get a minor league pickup somewhere i'm guessing yeah i mean i i guess the the other thing that i think was uh you kind of left out of the details there tyler wade got traded for because he was his 700k was still worth it clint i think at as a two million dollar bet was not um, if he yes, was 700k, I bet a team would have traded for him. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I mean, it probably depends on how teams free agency is going. I'm sure any team would love to give him a minor league invite to, to hope he taps into, you know, his good, his good at bat seasons. Um, but yeah, and who else knows what's going on with him and his headspace and everything. I mean, we'll, we'll see how the Clint tail ends. Yep. Um, Nick Nelson is gone before him. Donnie Sands, who they put on the 40-man, then they, they trade him with Nick Nelson to the Phillies to get um, a first baseman prospect in low A. Our friend, K-Mac, was the low A first baseman or high A first baseman that we played with, Blitzball with. And they released him, so now they got uh, TJ Rumfield there. Like we told you, there's not a lot of first baseman in the thing. And then they got a, a pitcher, Valdez, 21-year-old righty, hasn't pitched beyond the Dominican Summer League. Maybe he's becomes Luis Heel or something. Who knows? But it's it's not really a, it's not really of note. Man, and we we've talked to we've talked to people. Nick Nelson, uh, I know he left a bad taste in a lot of Yankees fans' mouths. Like, I don't know if come back and bites us, but that guy seemed like a major league pitcher talent-wise. The Yankees put him in some weird spots this year, and then it just seemed like it was snowballing. So I don't know. I, another guy like wish him well, and if you see him have a, a nice relief pitcher season, don't be mad about it. Like it, I, I think he needed a change of scenery. But we we talked to people. I think on the Yank outside of the Yanks, they were like, "That why hasn't that guy clicked?" Because remember when he first came up and that changeup was changing, we were like, "Whoa." Think about him on the Rays. Yeah, I think he. I, 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 oh, Nick Nelson got that arm, and that, and that's a little unfair these days because I actually do believe in Matt Blake. Like maybe if he had right. a couple more options with Matt Blake than uh, Matt Blake, then he would have figured it out. But he just didn't get those opportunities. Change of scenery. Change it up. Change that scenery up is what I'd say. Okay. All right. Anything else on our fun list of stuff that's happened here? So, all right. So, yeah. So, fun guys, that happened. Josh Bro did not get protected. Who? That was cool. I was glad they protected Stephen Ridings. I, I want to see the next chapter of his career unravel with the Yankees somehow. Cause the stuff was electric. And I, and I, at one point I was like, well, it's bro or writings. And I don't know the writings injury stuff has been a little tricky, but his, his he was so electric. Um, and then Josh bro 
supposed to the the rumor is that he won't stick at catcher and he'll become a first baseman and i'm like well maybe they keep him because they need first baseman but they leave him exposed so someone can maybe pick up josh bro in the rule five draft they protected um who'd they protect um Pereira, ridings and two others that Cabrera. i'm or yeah oswaldo cabrera marinaccio mm-hmm. so He's the one that pitching nerds are liking. I mean, JP Sears. Expect to see those guys because the, the way the Yankees handle business, the you see the 40 men guys like, you know, it, it might be just for one game or, or not, but that's at some point. At some point, the Yankees use their, their whole bench or they, they move on. They get tra- traded or something later on. I don't know. Especially is the yeah, forty I mean, man well, is the forty I, man full now, BBD? Forty man's at forty. Um so if they make any moves, then they have to make counter moves. Mm-hmm. I guess the yeah, non-tender that, that, deadline that was, will buy them at least some space, but that that was the only caution there. I think the forty man, especially early off season, you could be on and off pretty quick. Look at Donnie Sands. So uh could still see some moving and shaking, but yeah, I think the writings news is big. That was I think definitely around the office, there was a uh, <laughs> Joe. Every time Joe's McFly popped his head into a room, he was like Stephen Ridings. Uh, so the the fact he's back means, I mean, like him, I would say plan on him being in the bullpen next year. If that guy's on the forty man and what he showed us, Stephen yeah, Ridings should be a part of the team at some point. It'll be it'll be up and down throughout the year, you imagine. And he would have absolutely gotten taken in the forty in the Rule Five because, like, he got major league outs and looked good on the major league level. So team was gonna take a chance on that there. Yeah, knowing the forty man is full and they they have to make a bunch more moves. Just scrolling through the forty man looks like Gins and Andujar both non tender or trade or future DFA. I'd be shocked if they both stick around. Be really shocked if Giddens does. I like Giddens, but there's not that many other options. I mean, it, we've we've been saying it for a while, and we definitely said it during the first baseman trade episode. Like this roster right now is built to trade. I know some people think that's obnoxious, and oh, every forty man has decisions to make, but like. The Yankees got to go. They, <laughs> we, we need. How many positions do the Yankees like actually need right now? Shortstop, um, center field, first base. Center field. For, you could even put one of that as a coin flip. Like if the Yankees are only doing one or the other, they are only doing one or the other. I mean, they were in on Verlander, so like it, it shows you that they are planning on getting a starting pitcher. So, I mean, those are significant moves the Yankees have to make, and I doubt they all come just via free agency. Dude, the only guy that doesn't have a picture right now is uh, Ron. Yeah. Uh, Ronald Marinaccio, but he's from Tom's River, Jersey kid. Was awesome last year in AA and AAA, 204 ERA, and 66 innings pitched. They protected him i don't know if he's long for it but jersey kid so excited about that let it rip marinaccio marinaccio i think think he's the one that a lot of the nerd blogs are like he's the one most likely to be whitlock if they don't protect him so oh okay 
So they protected him. Huge. I think he's got. Jake, cool you should stuff. protect. You should protect your men's hygiene. Yes. And your personal appearance, and you should protect yourself from nicking yourself with a razor when you do clean up your nether regions. And you should do that with Manscaped. Holidays have come early. They are the leading brand in men's hygiene, and they've launched new products, all new ultra premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo. It's time to give yourself the gift of beautiful skin, hair, and balls this holiday season. I appreciate, oh, I, I appreciate it. That's what it says. I guarantee your hygiene routine will never be the same. Go to manscaped.com slash yanks for 20% off plus free shipping. Make sure you're feeling and smelling prepared for a little action under the mistletoe. I've been just rubbing my son's balls with the wipes after he shits himself. He's pretty clean. Bush gone. Get 20% <laughs> <get 20> off <laughs> free shipping by going to manscaped.com slash yanks. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com slash yanks. Clean up your candy cane this year with Manscaped TM. I used to nick myself a lot. True story. I don't really anymore. That's awesome, man. Lawnmower 4.0, babe. Um, let's see. Trade a free agent and trade market update. The Matt Olson rumors are going every single which way. Like he's got a lot of bidders for, and then like he doesn't have a lot and they're asking for an extremely good price or they're not getting a lot of big offers. Like I've heard from kind of sources that I half trust. Like I've heard every variation of it that you can. Um, Jack Curry says that Yankees have made increase and there's been detailed conversations. Which players would be involved in a deal? It's huge. How many teams are it's trying important. to acquire him? Like, how many teams are out there saying, we need a first baseman, we're going to trade for Matt Olson? I don't think it's that many. Jack Curry's update was there haven't been detailed conversations. They haven't discussed specific oh. packages, allegedly. Oh, that's different. That's the complete opposite of what I read. What I saw. What I saw. I, like I, read, I read it wrong. But maybe by now they've had a detailed conversation or two. Yeah, I mean, it, it gets tricky. It turns into, like, what team genuinely doesn't have a first baseman and then what team would have a genuine interest in mm -hmm. Matt Olson, who's, you know, a top top three to five first baseman in baseball. So I I haven't gone through the teams yet. I've kind of wanted to, but been getting eaten by bugs. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll see. I, I mean – you're right. It was funny. Those tweets came out on back-to-back -back days that like Matt Olson market, nothing there, no value. Yeah. And, and the day before that was like Matt Olson. Oh my God. So now who, who fucking knows, man. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's not good. It's just like, dude, how about this? How about baseball doesn't know the market for any hitters? Because the DH stuff? No, I mean, no free agent hitters have signed. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Pitchers always go first. I have no idea. But, like, it's starting to get crazy. Yeah. Brandon Bell accepted his qualifying offer. That was, uh, we talked about him as an option. And I didn't want him, but we just talked about him as an option. So, he's off the market. Verlander off the market. He signs with the Astros. 
Uh, Gardy says he plans to play and Cashman and Boone both said like Cashman said like we're in talks, but Brett always, we always do Brett at the end of the off season. Yeah. I mean, the quote on the sheet that made me grin was I haven't spoken to Brett at all, but that's not unusual said Cashman. Who else? I'm talking baseball BBD. There was someone in the notes that had a similar quote. It was like a veteran that was like, yeah, I want to play again, but I'm not, I'm in no rush. I can, I will have talks like closer to spring training. Like they were just like taking it off, which is what they say Gardner does. He like goes to the farm or wherever he lives. Fishing. Like, he's just not available. Oh, uh, it was Matt Carpenter. He said he was super prepared for an extremely slow pace. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's like I think Gardner's not like I think they just literally don't talk. Like when Garden when the when the weather like gets a little bit warm, Gardner just like puts down his fishing line and, and then just calls up his agent and is like, "All right, uh, we can get started." Did like Yankee sign on. I don't want this to come off in a bad way at all, but like Brett Gardner has a wife and kids and stuff, right? Yes, yes, I think he's got like three boys or three kids. We know nothing about them. I mean, think about all the like Amy Cole updates we get. Think about when CC was around. <laughs> like, there's uh, Sessa and Geo just got married. We know nothing about Brett Gardner. He's just been a part of our lives for 15 years. Okay. Well, his wife's name is Jessica. They have two sons together. They reside in that's messed up to give like hometowns. But I guess <laughs> like, come on. Okay. Too far. Uh, uh, his, his father, Jerry Gardner played in the miners, owns a 2,600 acre farm. He's got an older brother named Glenn, Glenn Godna. We, I would, oh, I would give the shirt off my back if we could get a Glenn Gardner interview. Hold on, dude. Let me Google Glenn Gardner and then their hometown and see if I one N or two N's. One N. No frills. All right. Well, Jerry Gardner looks like Brett's dad. It's huge. Yeah. He. It's a picture of him, like touching a picture of Brett Gardner on the mantle place. Hmm. I got to pay to read this. Come on, just let me see. Hey, can it. we do Can we do a conversation we do every off season? Yeah. Is Brett Gardner going to be a Yankee? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like I think he is, right? But dude, I, I don't know if I'm like for it this time. <laughs> I you know I what? think we 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 have done the conversation. It would be if Brett Gardner could be a bench player and play seventy games, yes. But every year Brett Gardner's a Yankee, he plays a buck forty five. Yeah, it's true. He's the only one that stays healthy. He would be the only one with the reputation of being healthy again this year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, there's a it's video from twenty sixteen where Brett Gardner threw a ball to his dad on Father's Day in the stands. It's nice. That's cool. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Glenn Gardner's son, his brother, is going to be there next to him. Because i got to get a look at Glenn Gardner. You think he's bald too? Glenn Gardner. 
it's either bald or like one of the best heads of hair you've ever seen. Yeah. Ah, come on now. All right, I'm watching it. Brett grabs it. He throws it in. The guy in front of it tries to steal it from his dad, which is not fair. Oh, Bill Murray's sitting right by them. Dude, his, his dad kind of looks like uh, Danny Cunningham uh, as well. Which I guess is just a hardened man who works with grass. I was picturing. You know? Yeah, I was picturing Danny Cunningham. That adds up. I mean, if this was a movie, that would be the final scene. The Yankees win the World Series. Danny Cunningham reveals that he's Brett Garner's dad. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. <laughs> just watching. Here, here's a picture DVD if you want to. I just Googled Brett. So no look at Glenn Gardner yet, which is a shame. Um, Did you see Joel Sherman's recent update that he thinks the Yankees aren't going to go after anyone at shortstop, but that he thinks it's going to be like the Machado, Gar- Machado Harper offseason where they talk big and everyone talks big for them, but they don't do anything and they end up with like Simmons. It's like they can't do that. If you wanted a 500 OPS shortstop, you would have just kept weight. Yeah, I mean, I think Joel – and you know what? Good for Joel. I, I've said a couple times, like we've seen a couple deep end tweets by Joel, and it's like, whoa. And then there's been other times – I give him credit. He was the first guy yelling like the Yankees need to be more left-handed and athletic, and then we all kind of did. So um, I just think Joel Sherman is a, is a Yankees fan that's kind of been beat down a little bit. And he's, I think he's just doing the like, they're not signing a short set. These aren't, these aren't your father's Yankees. Um, could be right, but because they got to sign a shortstop, right? They have to. They don't have one. They have to. The two they the had were Velasquez tomorrow, and Wade, and they're both on the Angels now. Yeah. Yeah, they have to. What other updates do we have here? Coaching staff. You want to talk about the coaching staff? You want to talk about uh, being a hardened man, being so tough you drink your drink out of a dugout mug, a baseball bat turned into a mug. You put your beer in there. You chug it. Well, dugout mugs is doing a Christmas giveaway. You text BFCM. So I know we were just Cyber Monday. Yeah. We were just talking about the Gardner boys. Mm hmm. Like a dugout mug is their one reach into the thrills world. Like, ah, baseball bat you drink out. Yeah. I get it. I get it. No, I get it. Glenn gets that. Text BFCM to 85311. Enter dugout mugs Christmas giveaway. It's a season of giving. They're kicking it off early by giving away autographed items from Mariano Rivera. Pudge Rodriguez, he pitched to him at some point. And Juan Soto never played with the other two. All of the winners will be announced live on their social media through Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So text BFCM to 85311 to enter to win and follow Dugout Mugs on all social media. As always, they're telling us that they will sell out of product here soon. And when you text them, they'll text you back on a secret discount code so you can get your holiday shopping done early. Secret, secret, secret. Secret, secret. I've got a secret. Yankees are planning to hire three hitting coaches. Pudge Rodriguez, 914 OPS against 
Well, and 22 plate appearances. Damn. What about Mariano Rivera's mm. ERA when pitching to him? Mm. One second. Don't tell me it's bad. I don't have that one. I got to believe in this. We're racing. We're racing and rushing and feeling the beat. Um, do they have Pudge as Pudge on, on baseball? No, they got him as Ivan. Five, five. Oh, no, 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 no. One, five, oh. ERA. 12 innings pitched. 11 games. Mo and Pudge. Eight hits, no extra base hits. So, what a duo. A fantastic duo. Three hitting coaches sounds good, I guess. Um, <laughs> gets a little tricky, man. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to. I'm not the old school curmudgeon. I'm not new age, new age, smart guy. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I, I think baseball has evolved to, like, you need a nerd and someone who's played the sport. Like, I think that's been working pretty well in the pitching world. You tell me three hit, hitting coaches, I get a little worried. That just seems like a lot going on. Yeah, I don't, but I maybe they could divide and conquer different approaches. One guy can, like, do scouting. The other guy can do, like, you know, there's ways where you can break it down where it makes sense. If they're all overlaying, it's not good. But, I, you know, you you talk to pros. You, we talk to Ploof and other people, and, and they say that basically – it's just a lot of times terminology. It's just a different, like the, like two guys can be trying to get the same result, but they explain it in different ways and they have different terms that unlock keys and brains. Sometimes like that could help in that way. I don't know. I'm not for or against it. Actually, yeah, I think I'm a little I more mean, for it than against it. Tell me who the hitting coach is. I hope the team hits. How about that? That's a great way to place to end it. Um, Hicks and Wandy are playing in the uh, Dominican Winter League. Is he? Has Wandy Hicks, for fun. Has Hicks played yet? Wandy's also like in your mentions all the time, replying to you. I. This is a tricky thing, right? Because we're, you know. Talking Yanks, two dudes, did uh, kind of a fun thing. It's turned into a very real thing. DM Tyler Wade. Me and Tyler Wade are not friends. Um, I think we'd say hi to each other if we saw each other in person. Me and Wandy have a connection. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're both just like a little naturally gross. Um. I think we like to have fun. I think we're intense competitors when we want to be. Um, and yeah, what's happening on Twitter right now is kind of special. Like I, I think if I booked a flight to the Dominican and it was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to the beach a couple of days. I'm also going to see some games that like Wandy would like get me in the dugout and we'd go to the after party together. I believe that. Yeah. I also think he like, he beats you up or has someone else beat you up jokingly? He beats me up. Yeah. 
Wandy reposting the video of him getting beat up on the mound is so f- awesome. The fact that he loves it so much. <laughs> I mean, can we revisit that moment at some point and really like think about it? I know that you guys did on Twitter, but like they beat Wandy up on the mound out of nowhere. He got out of a big jam. He made a great play. Rizzo tries to steal the ball from him. It's like Odor and Wade and Rizzo, and they're just like beating him up. Then he goes to the dugout, and they just continue to kind of like wrestle him like he's your little nephew. Wade gets his handshake stolen, so then he just pops Wandy in the chest. Yeah, and it's what like every other pitcher we treat them like they're made out of glass, and Wandy is just like let's let's see if we can find the tipping point. Did someone on uh, the Yankees subreddit? Um, damn, I wish I could shout them out and I remembered it. They said they almost write their like thesis paper in college on like, um, on like it was like how to how to ingrain yourself to a to a fandom or, or something like that. And he was using going to use mm. Wandy as a perfect example of like slow played it, didn't like blow anything, just got good, and then got out of that jam against the Red Sox and the stadium loved him. And then he gave right back to the stadium, like his energy. And it was kind of like, Oh, you want, you want to get nuts? Like you guys want to cheer for me? Yeah. Here we go. I'll get like, and he just kind of slowly built to towards the end of the season. It was like, fucking love Wandy Peralta. And then you feel you like, I, I like this guy. So shout out to that guy. Cause he made me really think he... about it. And I was like, yeah, it was a really fun story arc. And that's, uh, so I will say, again, real connection. Uh, Pipe, one of the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, coaches, he's in the DR. He coaches one of the teams down there. And I was like, wait, shit. Like, do you know Wandy? Uh, he's like, I've known him since he was 17. And I was like, that was a boss response. Yeah. Uh, and then Pipe was like, <laughs> Pipe's like he's just started letting this silly side of him out. So we we Wandy's blossoming into a whole new man before our eyes. I love it. You and him are gonna he's gonna beat you up, man. What was that last part? He's going to beat you up. Yeah. Like what they did to him on the mound is what he's gonna do the first time he sees you. Unless you do it yeah. to him first. Like Wandy, yeah. Like Wandy would put me he would he would put me in a headlock and then like I would accident like accidentally, not accidentally get a bloody nose. And it's like, yeah, well, you were that was a real headlock, Wandy. And then he points and laughs. Then he daps you up. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Okay. I think that's today's episode. There's not uh, there's not much else going on. I think we got a big old delay, which has been fun. Yogi Berra. What is this? What is this article? It's a, a Yogi Thanksgiving tale. Oh, great. We'll end the show on a Yogi Thanksgiving tale. Thank you from uh, Erica, who who puts our notes together for us. Uh, on September 26, 1985, Yogi Berra woke up in his Montclair, New Jersey home to a truck unloading potatoes on his front lawn. 23 tons of potatoes. How did Yogi end up receiving on the receiving end of so many potatoes? The answer begins with the trip Barrett took in 85 to Fargo, North Dakota to participate in Roger Maris golf tournament. Uh, 
that's the end that's the end of the story i guess i feel like there was i feel like we missed oh. out on the major part of it so why'd they send them potatoes it snuck up that's it's sweet we got to the ending way before i was ready <laughs> on the uh, on the drive one of bear's first comments was my god it's so flat out here what do you grow they said they told him potatoes were a big crop he said you wouldn't have enough potatoes for my front lawn so they, he said he would send bear a sack of potatoes before he left but that never happened So then they just sent him a bunch of tomatoes. That's a really odd reply by Yogi there. I don't even get it, really. It's a big crop. You wouldn't even be able to fill my front lawn. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's the big takeaway there, that if you're if you're a Talking Yanks listener and you're ever in a situation uh, where maybe someone's being rude or dumb or whatever, um, I would just firmly say, you don't have enough potatoes for my front lawn and get out of the room. Or like whatever it is, you know. They're like, oh, I got a lot of carrots. You just say, you don't have enough carrots to fill up my front lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Might be just the new comeback. It's a real doozy. I don't get it. Man, how big is your lawn? Here. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I might have enough. What, is, <laughs> what does that mean, Yogi? That's like one of the Yogi quotes that like truly I don't get. I mean, I do and I don't. I don't know. Man. Yeah, we got a lot of potatoes out here. Well, you don't got enough to fill up my front lawn. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, yeah. thanks for hanging out with us. Everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving. We appreciate it very much. We'll be back. Um, we're live next 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 uh Tuesday, right? We'll both well, I'll be remote still because I'm part-time maternity leave. So I won't be in the office for non-tender will have passed. So we'll have some news. And then we want to do deep dives on shortstop and on center field and some other positions. So that'll be fun. Non-tender might open up more options in the free agency pool. So we'll see. All right. That's it. Thanks. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Love you guys. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.